This is Eitan Weinstein. And I'm Naor Menninger. And you're listening to Two Nice Jewish Boys. In collaboration with Australian Jewish News, check them out at ajn.timesofisrael.com. Also in collaboration with Arutz Sheva, israelnationalnews.com. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Two Nice Jewish Boys podcast. We are so happy you joined us for this lovely monthly recap. Uh, We're about to get started, guys. We're going to talk about the Delta variant ushering back new restrictions. We're going to be talking about how the NSO helped Morocco spy on Macron, the French president. What the Allegedly. Allegedly, of course, everything NSO does is allegedly. As far as they're concerned, they sell ice cream. Um, And we're going to talk about a lot more new taxes in Israel. Um, Noah's got some some great stories from Italy. He was recently in Italy. He managed to escape. Um, And an old guest of ours that was arrested in Nigeria. Yeah. Can you, do you hear this noise or only I hear it? It's only me? The voice in your head? Only you. Okay. Um, Don't do what it tells you to do. Okay. Remember okay, last time okay. it got you in trouble. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. That kid will never come back. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We'll never get him back. I did do time for that one. So. Yeah, yeah. You paid your dues. You <laughs> paid your dues. All right, guys. Before we get started, yes, I want to tell you about this cool initiative. I, I hear myself very badly. Um, is that like a? Is it a hearing thing? Is it a? Ah, there you go. There you go. Now you hear better? No, but never mind. We'll if you hear me it. well, then we're good. So anyway, I wanted to tell you about this cool initiative by a lady. She's called Carolyn Siegel. She lives in LA. And she came up with this uh, amazing idea. It's called If You Heard What I Heard. You can find them at ifyouheardwhatiheard.com. And what she realized is so many third-generation uh, American Jews... Uh, heard the stories of Holocaust from their grandparents, right? Mm-hmm. And now some of those grandparents, unfortunately, are gone. And uh, and so many things are happening right now in America with the rise of anti-Semitism. And she realized maybe we need to uh, strengthen our memory mm-hmm. uh, in what happened. Maybe the third generation needs to think, really think hard about what happened and... Um, and remember and, 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 and help take some lessons. The, pass the, the light on Yeah, and take lessons from our grandparents. Because we always criticize them. That's my interpretation, okay? It's not the mm-hmm. official explanation. But we always criticize our, our grandparents or the Holocaust, people who were in the Holocaust. How didn't you realize what's going on? Why did you, didn't you take your, sh- your things and leave, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And you never know when is the time to leave, right so that that's uh, to me that's what this project is all about but it, you can go and find if you heard meaning. what i heard yeah. dot com. so she interviews grandsons of of holocaust survivors and there's an educational program as well and it's very honest open discussion about memory and uh about this generation that we all love and i thought it's a very nice initiative so Amazing. i wanted so check to them recommend out, check people. them out if you heard what i heard dot com 
um, and help carry the torch forward. So let's jump in. Yeah, what a month. Uh, Let me start with my Italy story. I have to get it off my chest. All right, go, go. Tell me what happened. Okay, so I took a train to Rome. I was in Rome. And when I go to a new city or when I'm vacationing, I like to uh, go to Facebook events and see what's, what events are there. And since I speak Italian, I can go to Italian-speaking events. So I saw there's a poetry slam event. Wow. Okay. And I went. That sounds like the worst thing in the world. No, why? <laughs> if you, it, it's, I never it's go the here last in Israel. Thing I do in Rome. Actually, I never go in is, Israel. The only thing I do in Rome is eat pasta. Yeah. But okay. But when I'm there, I always like to practice my Italian. So it's the okay. perfect occasion. I went there and I found myself, you know, me and just 50 Ro- young Romans, hipsters, and, and all kinds of Roman. Yeah, it's so weird people. to call them Romans. Uh, yeah, and but you know, I was really the only one who didn't belong, and it, I okay. felt cool. And I started to talk to this guy. He started to talk to me. We were standing in in line for beer, and you know, Italians are very friendly, so we became like friends immediately. And it was very nice. He introduced me to his friends, and we chilled. We drank beer. And after he drank a few beers, um, at a certain point, you know, after we're, it's like the middle of the evening and it's so much fun and we just talked about, and of course they know I'm from Israel. And just out of nowhere, he goes, now what do you think about the protocols of the elders of Zion? (laughs) (laughs) Just good, you know, good, good, like evening chat material. And I'm like, I mean, what's there to think? It's like it's it's a f- it's a forged document. I mean, I... allegedly, <laughs> according to you. I, I I mean, okay. So what did you say to him? I said, I don't know what I should think. It's you know, it's fake. why? Yeah, why do you like? No, because it has a very interesting. Uh, things in it i was wanted i wanted i wanted to know what you think about it do you think it's true like and i was like no it's just lies and then he from the conversation you could realize he's a big believer uh in the elders of in zion, the elders of zion he's a huge anti-israeli ah uh, yeah yes he was like he, he's sure we control the world and Just stuff bla- like that blatant anti-semite so but but how did how do you explain but that he got along so well with you because that's the thing he doesn't understand he's an anti-semite <laughs> but he doesn't understand that you're a semite he he's, doesn't understand he, that you're jewish he, 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 he knew he, you're jewish yeah he so, knew you're from israel yeah so how do you explain that he loves the protocols of zion of the elders of zion and he's like that's his like bedtime reading but he I don't got know. a beer with you and got drunk uh, with you. I don't know. Because there's, I guess there's the theory and there's the practice. So maybe he's not the type who will make a concentration camp and shoot all the Jews, right? He'll, himself. Time, yeah, himself. He'll, he'll support it. He'll support it. it, but he'll never do it, right? Uh, uh, or I don't know. Maybe. That might be it, right? There's there's like different levels of hatred and, and evil, and uh, right? And, yeah. Uh, and... Um, and doing bad shit, so yeah. an anti-Semitism. So some people are willing to actually uh, 
you know, put their money where their mouth is. <coughs> Hitler is there, uh, and um, yeah, working, no, it's running. It's running. Some people are are willing to put their money where their mouth is, and some people are are just kind of spewing the 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 hatred. It's that's 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 crazy. But how how many do you like? How representative do you think he is of Italian society? I'm, I'm not. I don't think he represents Italian society. But it, the scary. There are a few disturbing things here. First of all, you never know. Like I was uh, lucky enough that he told me. Like he could. He might as well hide it from me, and I would stay friends with him, and I would never know. That yeah, well, right had a few beers. Yeah, so you never know how many people hide those yeah. opinions. Um, but you know, it it's it hits you really, really hard because it's if I I'd, I'd call it like soft-ish antisemitism. Okay, it's not like kill all the Jews. No, it's no, much more reading the protocols of the elders of Zion. Yeah, is pretty hardcore. It's pretty hardcore. Yeah, it's, it's pretty not, hardcore. I mean, it's not like hardcore like actualizing your anti-Semitism yeah. by, by going to kill Jews, but it's hardcore. Right. Like, not many people read the protocols of the elders of Zion. Yeah. And uh, I must admit that, I, I, I you know, they, I, I don't know what they teach you in school. I don't remember what they teach you here in school, but I wasn't very educated. Uh, I mean, I never, I, I guess I knew, but I didn't realize it's an actual... There's an actual text. It's it's forged. Yeah. But it, there's the actual text. Yeah, Henry Ford. You know Henry Ford, the I, automaker yeah. in the United States. He was yeah. a he was a, he's an infamous anti-Semite, and he uh, he printed like a couple thousand, right. I think, and distributed them. Yeah. Like, and then I went and educated myself, and I read about it, and it's fascinating, like how it came to be, like it 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 evolved from other old texts and. It's fascinating, really. Uh, yeah. How it, yeah, there's a whole story behind it. Like it's it started as a French text, and then the Russian took it and they translated it, and it got. It, it's crazy the story, That's and insane. I didn't know about it. So I urge you guys to read about how about the protocols. Read, read the elders. Of, no, uh, read, the protocols read, of the elders. Read the Wikipedia. But it's and so that's disturbing, and it's very disturbing how. You know, you're just going about your business abroad, and you, you and you and you, it hits you in the face, on the nose. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. it's such a. It's a wake up call. It's yeah. It's it's it it leaves you, without words, really. Yeah. And with very deep thoughts. You know, I I'm having so much fun in Italy, and 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 then it hits you that uh, yeah. That you're a Jew Only and that you're a Jew. You. Yeah. And all and, yeah, and but you know. Yeah. Could could have been worse. Sure. You know? But like you you could have you could have uh been drinking a uh mojito instead of a beer. True, true. You could have Though I love uh, mojito, but Yeah. Anyway, it was very disturbing. So that's my little story from Italy. Wow. Wow, it's tragedy. It's a real tragedy. <laughs> no, but it is pretty it's pretty insane how also, how comfortable some anti-Semites are 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 like willing to just expose themselves yeah. like that, you know? Yeah. Like it's not. I don't think he even realizes maybe how anti-Semitic it is, right? He maybe doesn't. he doesn't even know. He doesn't. Yeah, I'm hearing that sound now. Right. Yeah. So, okay, I'll try to do something about it real quick. So, other than that, um, 
We wanted to talk about the Delta variant and the restrictions that are being reintroduced here in Israel. Uh, if you guys haven't been following uh, the Israeli news, um, well, worldwide, there's the Delta variant and things are on the rise as far as COVID is concerned. So cases are on the rise, although uh, deaths are not on the rise, right? Deaths are staying pretty much uh, not not flat, but they're much, much lower than when the wave was at the same point uh, at the height of the pandemic, right? Yeah. So, but that doesn't stop many governments across the world, and including Israel, bringing back restrictions, which just goes to show it's gone. Which just goes to show that, you know, this isn't really about COVID, as far as I'm concerned. It's just, it's just a power grab. That's what it is. When you look both at the Biden administration and the administration here in Israel, uh, Bennett, uh, the Bennett government, the Bennett Lapid government, they aren't really, they don't really care about how many people are dying or about saving lives. It's all about implementing restrictions in order to present a certain, uh, like, like portray a certain stance. I'm against COVID. I care for the people. I don't want, you know. I f- I'm fighting COVID. No, he's afraid that the hospitals will be filled with uh, severe cases and then uh, it'll be on his watch that it happens. Yeah, that might be part of it. That might be part of it. But the problem is that it's the new norm. Although, right? look, it's it's a bit more complicated right now because Bennett is quoted saying like uh, that he doesn't want lockdowns no matter what. That's the uh, now we'll see if he actually withholds that statement, but that's the latest. Yeah, but that's what's crazy him. is that it's not it, like that lock, it's on the table. No, the lockdowns are now the that that's I mean mask mandates is also a ridiculous idea. It's just a ridiculous idea that the government would force you to wear a mask to begin with. But especially now, there is absolutely no excuse to force people, force children in some cases, which doesn't make any sense, to wear masks. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. I so agree. basically uh, in I Israel think, I now... Think I'm, I wear masks like when I'm in the bus. I think yeah. it's not a bad thing to wear a mask uh, if you want to feel protected and if you want to, I don't know, feel protected mostly. I don't wear a mask anymore. I, I see it, no reason to wear a mask. I'm vaccinated. Most of this country is vaccinated. Uh, yes, I can catch the Delta variant, but maybe. Uh, but the, there's much less likelihood that I'll catch it, and there's much, much, much less likelihood that I'll develop any serious illness, and there's zero to no chance that I'll die. So, no, I'm not going to wear a mask. That's um, your call. And it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. I think you should be forced to. I mean, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm fine with people wearing masks. Don't get me wrong. I don't think it's not like I'm anti-mask. Like wear a mask if you want to. Yeah. But it doesn't make sense to have them mandated. Uh, I can't go to work without wearing a mask. Um, today I went to the doctor's office. I can't enter there without wearing a mask. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, it's just absolutely ridiculous. And then. And, you know, the, the funny thing is I've had conversations with friends recently. By the way, guys, if you guys are watching, feel free to comment, right. share your opinions, ask questions, yeah. whatever you want. I only see one in viewer, the comment though. Session. Uh, you can also just uh, send us hate messages. 
You know, yeah, we'll read like, anything. Yeah, we'll read it. If you send us, oh my God, you guys are idiots. If you're listening, we'll to, read it. If you're, li- yeah, <laughs> gladly. Um, um, but this is live exclusively on YouTube, guys. So if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, then go right now and subscribe so you can watch. Oh, here we go. Ron, Ron Compton. Hi, guys. Love the show. Thank you, Ron. That's so nice, especially since we urged him to call us and, idiots. And especially since he's the only one watching. <laughs> right? You see also one one guy watches? No, three. three. Oh, okay. Um, but three. You should, you should... Your mom, my mom, and You should and emphasize Ron. more how little viewership we have. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, no, but guys... Yeah. I'm Recently L- did a response video. Yeah, so wait. Actually, Ron wrote, I'm in LA, and they have brought back the mandatory indoor face masking. Yeah, so that's the same here run and and really it's just it's it's frustrating but what what's most frustrating is that i talk to friends in the states and they're the the argument is oh come on it's just a mask yeah and Uh, it's for the greater good no 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 their argument is oh come on it's just a mask and you you don't care about human lives so on one hand it's just a mask on the other hand it's millions of dead yeah. So it's like you're a, you're you're a genocidal maniac, yeah. right? Who doesn't care about the human race? If you're talking about how mass mandates are are anti-liberal, and it doesn't make any sense because there's, for example, the drunk driving analogy, right? Now, like everybody's talking about this. Like if you if you don't get vaxxed or if you don't wear a mask, it's like drunk driving. Like you can force people to get vaccinated. Or to wear a mask. There was a governor in the United States. I think it was, I think it was, no, I don't think it was Gavin Newsom in California. But there was there was some politician in the United States who was talking about how it's drunk driving, right? You can you can't get on the road and drive drunk. Um, uh, so then you know why can't we force people to get vaccinated? And it's just a ridiculous analogy to me, don't you think? Uh, yeah, but explain why to the audience. It's it's ridiculous because when you get in a car and you're drunk, like on one hand you have a you you're saying a guy gets gets drunk, intoxicated, and then consciously gets in a in a uses a uh, deadly weapon because a car is considered a deadly weapon yeah. according to American law. Oh, yeah. it uses a deadly weapon and causes the death of another individual, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So intoxic he's 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 willingly he willingly drank and he willingly drinks intoxic gets intoxicated and, gets in and uses a deadly weapon to yeah. murder another human so, being. So so I think the the right analogy is if you know you have covid and you go to a concert. No. When you're sick with covid, why no. not? Why? Why not? Because it's still not the same it's still not the same. Why? If you if you know you have covid, yes. right? It's still not What's the same. What's the moral thing to do if you know you have covid? The best thing to do would probably be to stay home. Okay. The best thing. I don't know if right. it's not an. I don't know if it's an issue of morality, because it's it's not. Because getting in the car drunk no, is an issue of morality. Because the tra- you don't know the like the transmissibility of COVID and how contagious is, how contagious you are to other people. Yeah, but so yeah, you might say you assume, I'm sick. Yeah. I have COVID. I'm not gonna be around old people again. I think it's probably best you stay home and you stay away from your parents, right? Okay. But to go to go to a concert might be a bit uh, a bit irresponsible. It might be very irresponsible, but it's not the same level as getting into a car. That's debatable. It's debatable. Come on. It's debatable. No. If you know, if uh, it's I not, don't know, you're, it's not. 
it's not a deadly weapon in the same sense that uh, that a car is a deadly weapon. It's not. I'm not sure. So then where do you draw the line? There. When I mean, you know so, you're sick. So if that's you the know thing, you have the, the problem. If you know you have the flu, can you go to a concert? I think no. I so think you, it's not, it's it should Im- be illegal. I mean, that that's another question. That's another question. That's exactly the but point. But I think we can't. should stick to to what's the right thing to do. Okay? And yeah. the right thing to do if you're sick with the flu or with covid is to stay home. Like yeah. otherwise you're an asshole. Um Yeah, you're yeah. an asshole. I'm I'm comfortable calling you an asshole. I'm not comfortable. Thank you. You're always comfortable calling me. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we com- have tons of comments. I'm not comfortable saying that it should be illegal. Kuzma, you're the best. Thank you. Uh thank you Kuzma. Ellie Cohen. Not that Ellie Cohen apparently. Big fans, guys. Maybe. Thank you. Maybe he's, <laughs> Maybe he's commenting on our YouTube video from the beyond. <laughs> from the great beyond. Oh, that's <laughs> sad. He's yeah, he's got nothing to do. Ellie Cohen guy was, was a spy in Syria. You all probably know since the Netflix. Our, our, a good spy. Yeah. Uh, Shaw Boy, Boy Love says, uh, you're not alone, guys. Thank you. Ron says, yes, it was uh, Newsom. Ellie Cohen again. You would have thought the vaccines would bring us back to normality, but apparently not. Yes, it's it's sad. But I, I think that soon they'll have like an update or for the, for, for the Delta yeah, variant. But that is exactly the point, is that it's the new norm. Restrictions are the new norm. Yeah. There is no going back to it. I mean, there there is. There is hope to go back to normality. But the problem it's is always that, on we the table. All, that we all uh, were complacent with uh, a ridiculous level of stripping of, of individual liberties. We were all yeah. just, okay, yeah, sure, it's today, necessary. In Australia, I read, they're in lockdown for a month already because of yeah. 100 cases. And today there was this headline, um, the lockdown failed. Hundred more people are sick. Lockdown is extended by another month. Police <laughs> is guarding a building, guys. Google it. Police is guarding a building with sick COVID patients. The police are guarding the building, meaning they're in prison. Yeah. Yeah. And Australia is, and nobody's getting vaccinated there. There are not. There aren't vaccines, and it's just months and months of lockdown. It's just yeah. crazy. Okay, enough about that. Uh, Shaul commented, it's the exact same thing you're endangering other human beings. I think he's referring to the, the concert. Yeah. Yeah, but you, you have to understand there's a, different, there's a difference in endangering other human beings. I'm endangering other human beings the second I get on the road every day. I'm endangering other human beings, and I'm endangering other human beings if I throw a piano outside of my window. But those are different levels of endangering other human beings. And that's exactly the point, is that if you can't draw a clear line, and I think that it's ridiculous to suggest that uh, if someone goes to the with the flu to the concert, that they, are, they should be held legally responsible, right? They should be criminally responsible. Uh, it's the same, I think, with COVID. I think it's debatable. It's debatable. Um, but now there, there's a whole mess with Ifat Shasha Beaton, who's the Minister of Education, She's called a COVID denier because she, up until now, the Ministry of Health clerks would come to the government, shout that we're all going to die, like make, give more restrictions, and all the ministers would just do as they're told. But she is trying to, um, I don't know, debate about it and try to bring another... Uh, 
another opinion, perspective. another perspective. Basically, she's saying that we shouldn't vaccinate the kids. She says uh, she, do, she doesn't want to vaccinate the them to in vaccinate. school. Yeah. But the problem is, like, kids are vaccinated in schools in Israel all the time. Like, kids in Israel between uh, first ga- grade and seventh grade, they get, like, nine vaccines. Yeah. So... Is this the only thing? Is this those vaccines are officially like approved this? Yeah, approved by after the seven Israeli years. Version of, of the FDA. Yeah, and, and yeah. this approval of the FDA is temporary, right? It's uh, it's not. It's not it, even. It's approved only for emergency use. Yeah, and I'm not an anti. I got the vaccine myself, guys. Yeah, me too. I'm not an anti-vaxxer or anything like that. But there, it's the and this is another issue around COVID, and we spoke spoken about this a bunch on past episodes. Um, but the debate has become so politicized that it's Im- it's impossible to have a free open discussion and that is exactly what you need in science right and the truth is that the vaccine is an mrna vaccine it's the first one to ever be released commercially uh, and it was released on a global scale uh, and so yeah there were tests done and m- many many doctors and many experts agree that it's probably safe but uh, we're on YouTube, so be careful what you say next. Yeah, yeah, we might get kicked off for misinformation. Yeah, and but uh, uh, but yeah, but but the point is that we should be able to talk about these things, and I don't think that I I don't think people who are against getting the vaccine should mm-hmm. be treated as uh, I don't know uh, lepers. David Altman says, "What's your comment on Ben Greer calling Ahmed Tibi terrorist?" Um, so Ben Greer a few days ago called Ahmed Tibi a terrorist. Uh, I think uh, he is a terror supporter. Yeah, That's, I, I wouldn't go f- as far as calling yeah. him a terrorist. But he's, yeah, he's, a, he's a terror supporter. Uh, there's a very classic speech of Ahmed Tibi, who, guys, if you don't know, is one of the uh, leaders of the Arab Party, the but joint he Arab list. He used to be Yasser Arafat's assistant. Uh, so assistant. He, might, he you might be able to call him a terrorist. Yeah, but there's no like real proof. He yeah. he tomato helped. tomato really <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, it's the same yeah. thing. He definitely is pro terror. There's a um, a video of him uh, in a speech saying the Shahid is the best thing. Uh, the Israeli Arabs Shahids are yeah. saints and they are amazing and. Uh, so yeah yeah he shouldn't be like there according to the law he shouldn't be let's say i'm less i'm less uncomfortable with uh with calling him a terrorist than with not calling him a terrorist (laughs) (laughs) right i guess that's how i would define it and ellie cohen says opinions on the bennett government will it last so just now a law uh, they couldn't pass uh, a law for uh, legalization of cannabis for the second time the law didn't pass so it's a big failure for the coalition uh so the they're now they're trying to pass taxes yeah, so the bit, so there's going to be a budget. They have to to pass a budget. This will be the biggest test of the coalition, um, Ellie. So uh, they're going to have to approve the budget uh, by November, and it's a big problem because so many people want money. There's no money left. Each party has its interests. For example, now they want to tax. They want to open uh, the fruits and vegetable markets to. Uh, free import from abroad. Oh no, God forbid! And the local, <laughs> the lo- because right tomatoes now tomatoes from Turkey. Yes, right. So you guys, if you don't know right now, like you can't import fruits and vegetables from abroad. Like, uh, yeah, there are too many taxes. 
and why to support local uh, farmers also milk and eggs yeah so yeah. Lieberman uh, wants to change that but now the Avoda party the labor party which is part of the coalition they resist the changes because obviously they're representing the farmers um, so without their votes there won't be a budget so we'll see what happens eventually I, I think Eli to your question yes I think the, the government will last it will last um, unfortunately yeah, but but uh, in the budget, uh, there are good things and there are bad things. So the good thing is Tell if they manage... The bad things. So one ah. of the bad things... The, the, the good things, thing? if they manage to uh, open import of fruits and vegetables, ah, yeah. it's amazing. Also, they want to do a whole reform in the... How do you call it in English? I don't know. Tkanim. Machonat Tkanim. Uh, standard. S- yeah. Standardization. Yeah, so in Israel, right, if you want... Let's say me and Eitan want to import... Uh, a pillow from abroad, right? Uh, it's not that easy. Uh, you need to give it to this government institution that needs to make sure it's sh- it's safe. It's a pillow. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I mean, Mahonet Kanim is also responsible for like like the, like the make sure measurements and units are right are standardized across Israel. But then obviously it's overreaching as well to call a pillow a pillow for example yeah and and all kinds of electro anything you want to import anything has to go yeah. through them yeah. and this makes the importing very expensive and so you cannot compete with other importers um so what they want to do it's, it's simple they want to say if it's approved in europe then it's automatically approved here yeah so if they manage to do that it'll be revolutionary it will make everything cheaper just mm-hmm. in an instant mm-hmm um, it's it's one of the big problems in Israel is the tariffs and the uh, import taxes basically on goods, right? It yeah. doesn't allow for for real competition and uh, electronic devices here, uh, f- a lot of basic goods like milk and eggs and vegetables, as we mentioned, uh, a lot of th- cars, automobiles are much much more expensive in most than most western developed countries right. like the united states so cars here are generally almost twice as much as they'd be in the states right yeah uh because there's a tax of almost 100 even, even times three there's yeah there's a tax i think of a, almost 100 percent yeah on, on yeah. vehicles yeah um but they also want to bring uh, new taxes ridiculous taxes um for example they want to tax uh soft drinks sodas and because it's unhealthy and the poor people drink it and they become fat so you gotta tax it yeah. heavily so that poor people will pay more and be more poor yeah they'll be fat and poor <laughs> now maybe that'll teach them yeah and <laughs> so that's one tax they want to tax uh, electricity yeah uh, and you can't go to the competition because there isn't any competition they want to tax uh, khadap, uh, like plastic... Uh, uh, disposable uh, utensils and yeah, yeah. plastic forks. Which plastic is also plates. used mainly by Haredi and, and yeah. religious families. Yeah. Uh, over the weekend when they can't wash, can't use the dishwasher. And this is, this is it's like... Again, for it's the environment. Just, it's, yeah. And the masks, you know, f- since there are masks, the environment is... Pro- is you know, I bought some masks. Done, done I bought, for. Yeah, I bought some masks the other day, and uh, they were made in China. Yeah, I was like, hmm, 
Hmm. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have seen but the way, protocols this is kind of, of the elders yeah, of China. Uh, yeah, exactly. But it's <laughs> less of a conspiracy. Uh, <laughs> the Chinese are trying to take over. Um, but I don't know if you guys have seen this. It's a bit old news right now, but you should watch Jon Stewart on Stephen Colbert about the Wuhan coronavirus uh, yeah. lab. Yeah, it's hilarious. I, lo- I This is what's amazing, right? Is that like a year passes and now, you know, there's a positive side to the fact that COVID is still in the news and that it's still a thing because if it, if it would have just washed over and then the news of the Wuhan coronavirus lab and the fact that it's probably a leak and, and not from a bat um, would have just been ignored, right? No one would have heard about it yeah. because no one's talking about COVID anymore. But now people are talking about it, and um, so anyway, the taxes are are just the, ta- uh, the taxes are, and it, it's become an, it's like it's normal, it's fine, it it makes sense to no, people. No, people people is, are angry about it. There's a big debate about it. People are pretty angry about this tax. A lot of people are. A lot of people aren't. Yeah, which yeah. is some people. Kind of, yes, it's better. It's it's healthy. The environment, global warming, da da yeah. da. Yes, because Israel will stop using plastic. That's that's what will solve the problems of the environment. Yeah, of course. Yeah ridiculous anyway it's ridiculous it's ridiculous that like um that it's just it's normal for the government to stick their hands in things as 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 trivial as like me selling another person a plastic what i drink or what i eat a plastic good or yeah what i drink a coke bottle no the government needs to regulate that because there's too much sugar yeah like that being the new norm is just incredible to me right yeah it's not even regulated i mean it's literally making it a uh, rich only product right yeah so the rich they'll they don't care they'll the drink rever- whatever whatever they want it's the problem with all of these regulations is that there's there's a golden rule in sociology which is the rule of unintended consequences and no one ever everybody's like yeah tax sugar it'll be like first of all it's immoral because you can you shouldn't as a government have have uh, say in in or beyond a legal activity bet- of of uh, transaction between two uh, you know consenting individuals but beyond that it's not going to achieve what you're trying to achieve like yeah. you're trying to do some good you're never going to do good yeah. with the things it's that you're butterfly trying effect. yeah it's awful yeah um, it's like minimum wage right yeah 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 they try to instill minimum what does minimum wage do it prices poor people out of the market so basically you just have more unemployed poor people Ellie Cohen says, uh, got some new Ben and Jerry's flavors for you guys that I'm sure you'll enjoy. <laughs> From the ripple to the sea salt to state solution. <laughs> nice, nice. Nice, Ellie. Yes, yes. For a spy, dead spy in Syria, you're... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Your humor is pretty, uh, is pretty current. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) so uh, I just want to say guys you know we did an episode with Rudy Rochman we call him Rochman but it's he calls himself Rochman a few months ago and Rudy went to Nigeria uh, to shoot a film a documentary about the uh, alleged Jewish community there and he was arrested by the secret service and now he's in Nigerian prison for almost a month and he disappeared from the radar like the yeah. Nigerians literally like ob- obliterated him from the face of the earth. Well, you think you think he's dead? No. Okay. But still. So he's in a prison. 
Yeah, but you know, it's no, not it's a country awful. that respects like prisoners' rights. No, no, like, no, no. it's awful. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Um, but what was the I story? Mean, you the story would, pro- was you that would probably enjoy Nigeria. I would love it. <laughs> I mean, if it's if it's anywhere as good as last time. <laughs> No, so I, I, the story there is that what that he was suspected of helping a. Uh, no, it's just because you know he no, touched was, a sensitive subject when yeah he, he was suspected of helping like an anti-government uh, movement or something I or, don't or know. being in touch with them or something yeah, like that. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. but uh, very disturbing guys. So just uh, s- sending our support to Rudy. Search Rudy Roshman and follow I think him on Instagram. I think there's a way to help out uh, online. So search mm, it. And, yeah, and, and yeah, if you guys can can help then. Be NSO. So this is the biggest thing now yeah. in Israel and in France. So tell people what's NSO. People who don't know. So NSO is a uh, Israeli company that uh, basically creates um, uh, spyware, right? Um, they ways find to weaknesses, wa- software, and yeah, w- they basically hack. They ki- they they find ways to hack into uh, into software and uh, and uh, espion and and perform espionage. So right, yeah. get information. So they they usually uh, what they do is they usually recruit uh, ex Israeli intelligence uh, uh, soldiers. Right, so many of the people coming out of Israel's famous. 8200 unit uh, and other units of uh, military intelligence are, are recruited by uh, there's there's actually a lot of companies like NSO yeah in Israel but in Israel, NSO is one know. of the is yeah, the it's most the notorious one. one. It's the biggest one it's, it's the biggest and most notorious and they recruit these uh, military intelligence soldiers yeah and they implement what they always, learned in the IDF they yeah. implement it into so their it's always. obviously a bit of a sketchy area yeah. And they're always getting into trouble. <laughs> they're always <laughs> getting into trouble <laughs> at NSO. Uh, oh, but like, like trouble. recently, they were there was a piece on them selling uh, um, intelligence or or uh, you to know Saudi spyware to, to Arabic countries yeah. that were possibly passing it on or themselves using it the against Kachushki Israel. The murder, for example, was Khashoggi. Yeah, Khashoggi. Yeah. But no, there's I'll a great documentary about this, by the way. I recommend it's called the Descend- the Descendant. Ah, yeah. Um, by the same guy who did. Never mind. It's it's a, it's a recommended about the same the, guy who did one who did uh, the Netflix do- the Netflix documentary about the Russian sports. Uh, ah, the uh, drugs. The, yeah, the, the drugging, drug, the doping. The, yeah, yeah, the doping. So it's very good. Um, anyway, so yeah, so apparently they were involved with this, and now Icarus, 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 yeah. exactly. Thank you, and now. Allegedly, they sold uh, their systems to Morocco. Mm-hmm. And by the way, we just had the first direct flight from Israel to Morocco. Coincidence? Maybe. <laughs> uh, but it was historic. Yeah. Uh, you and I should go to visit your motherland. Uh, my my mother's side of the family and half of my father's side of the family is from yeah. Morocco. Yeah. Um, so And Morocco used this tool to spy allegedly on French officials uh, which to me it's it's pretty funny because you know French France they're they're have their hands in they think they're the masters of Lebanon that they're the puppet masters in, in Morocco and all the Algeria yeah. right they still they're still feel themselves as colonizers and now it bites them in the ass yeah uh, which to me is amusing but anyway apparently apparently they 
infiltrated Macron's phone and got everything out of it. Wow. And the French are... You know there's some interesting stuff there. Oh, yeah. It's Macron. There's the, the famous, you know, the famous photo. You see him with a black guy uh, without... Uh, <laughs> without what? <laughs> he doesn't wear a shirt, like very muscly. And you see Macron, he's like hugging him uh, passionately. Ah, uh, really? Yeah, yeah. This leaked Google from... It, Google this, it. This leaked from... No, no, from? it's a famous photo. Google ah. Macron, black guy. No, I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to find some stuff that I don't really want to see, but okay. Um, and then describe the audience what you see. Oh, good. Oh, good. I'm kind of oh, afraid. Oh, here it is. This one. Wow. This one. Yeah. <laughs> but what's going on here? Is he just like hanging Just a photo up, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't know how to. I don't want to describe this. I'm going to get in trouble for one reason or another. Yeah. I've never seen you so happy though. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, so, so you, he, you know, there's going to be some troublesome stuff on that phone because he's French. Yeah. He's a politician. Yeah. And he's short. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So there's going to be something there. Um. Anyway, so now the French demand explanations. Guns. The Minister of Defense here, Guns, just flew to France. And there's a whole, it's a big problem. And the French say, basically, it's Israel's fault because Israel approves any country that NSO gets to export its system to, right? It, like the, we, it's, it's like the same level as a missile or, or yeah. arms uh, Arm dealership. Deal. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the problem is there are many companies, companies like NSO, including uh, an Italian company, maybe there are also French companies, American companies, uh, Israeli companies, um, and France and all those countries also use those tools. No, but you know what I say? I say you want Israel to not like, it's not like France and Morocco are enemies, right? Mm -hmm. You want Israel not to support countries that you're, uh, that are going to, spy on you or that might be somewhat hostile towards you you want israel to be on your side show support right france is part of the european union the yeah. european union day in day out bashes israel for their settlements and for our occupation of palestinian territories so moreover they support directly ngos yeah. that try to take apart this country from within yeah so if you want israel's you know uh um unfaltering support right and yeah. we we wouldn't even dare give morocco anything or approve of anything like that then show us that support yeah. right it's a two-way street yeah that, that's that's what's going on in with the state so israel forbids nso to deal with clients who would use the tool against the united states for example because the united states i mean less so than uh, the trump administration and less so than when a democratic uh and, uh, and still a democratic president is is uh is um in office but still yeah they show overwhelming support yeah for israel yeah yeah, yeah. so so israel's going to respect that but france i mean what do we get from france mm. i don't know <laughs> <laughs> mainly no. jews who flee from there exactly Exactly. So, so screw them. Screw the French. <laughs> Not like every French person, but just yeah. most of them. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. My landlord is French, so yeah, oh. screw them. <laughs> uh. 
Guys, okay, let's read some of the comments. Ellie Cohen, you're just Ellie like Cohen. A, you're our number one fan. No, why? We got Mark Fletcher over here. I think I see the lines being drawn against the vaccine and unvaxxed as a type of new apartheid. I hope I'm wrong on this. I I don't I wouldn't go as so far as to call it apartheid because apartheid is usually uh, d- discriminating against uh, two people based on race or, or class or something like that. You might be able to say that vax unvaxed is kind of like a class thing, but I, I think you would be hard-pressed to actually argue that. I wouldn't call it apartheid, but yeah, I'm very worried about it as well, Mark. I think that, you know, it's worrying that, that we are forcing people or even or even passing legislation that that um, pressures that pressures, but pressures. I mean, it restricts basic freedoms, right? The ability to go in Israel. Yeah, we had the we list of the new. We didn't talk about it, but yeah. in Israel right now, they're passing tomorrow. Uh, they're passing a law that basically, if you uh, you have to have a green pass, which means that shows that you're vaxxed or that you had uh, that you had corona and you got over it. In order to go to any of these places, culture and sports events, hotels, gyms, restaurants, cafes, and the most worrying, centers of worship. Yeah. That is the most blatant transgression against the freedom of uh, religion. Yeah. Right? It Which is... states with this... I don't think so. No, no, It's no, no. unconstitutional. So. Even when they pass these kind of laws in the states, they usually have to exclude these things, right? Like... Like uh, recently there was a, uh, for veterans, right? In order to enter a veterans association uh, uh, center, you have to be vaccinated uh, in the States. And they recently passed this unless you have uh, some kind of health uh, reason or whatever. And one of the exclusions is you have a religious reason, Mm. right? Because the the first amendment allows you freedom of religion. and 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 I think that that's one of the most important freedoms, and it's it's really worrying. So basically, Israel is saying you can't go to your place of worship unless you inject yourself with this vaccine. The thing is, here there's overwhelming support for this. Like I yeah. think there's a huge consensus. The whole and if you try to even debate about it, you're anti-vax. And I'm I I. I, I I'm, you can't call me an anti-vax. I went. I was the first. Yeah, I you're drove, one of the first people that yeah, you got to get it in your in your age range. Yeah, I drove like two hours from Tel Aviv to get it before everyone else. Yeah. I'm I'm so much for vaccines. Yeah. I just don't think I can and should force someone else to take it right now. But people aren't able to comprehend two ideas at once. It's but like the, everybody's so simple minded. But the good counter argument is: if you think is, it's right, then why don't you support it? Yeah, but you are forced to take other vaccines. Like you are again, you are forced to vaccinate your children, but that's approved vaccines, like fully approved. And then it begs the questions: okay, the question: okay, in two years when it's fully approved, then it's okay. It's, it's so complicated. I I don't agree. I don't think that, you know, there's the mum the the measles, mumps, and the uh, rubella, right? MMR yeah. vaccine. And the, the one United that President. The, the 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 one that gets you makes you handicapped what's it called the polio vaccine the polio vaccine yeah, yeah. also yeah so and and everybody kind of agrees that that is it's obvious that that should be uh, mandated right that uh, that we should force people to take those vaccines because it's awful and i'm not sure i mean first of all the whole idea of a vaccine and this is again where the drunk driving analogy falls apart the whole idea of a vaccine is that once you've taken it you're protected mm-hmm so 
if anybody doesn't want to take it, they're taking it on their own risk. Yeah. So because they can clog the system, so, the healthcare system. No, so there's two arguments. There's the clog the healthcare, and then there's the fact that the unvaxxed uh, provide a population of people in which the 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 virus can then mutate into mm. variants, and then perhaps create a variant that can overcome the vaccine. But that's just crazy to to uh, to analogize between right uh, drunk driver and then you not wanting to do something then potentially potentially being a part of a population that causes the evolution of a virus that might overcome the vaccine it's like and you're a murderer it's speculative (laughs) it's it's crazy so i don't know um david asks uh are you worried about the current situation in lebanon you know i am I am very worried because uh, every few days you have uh, immigrants trying to cross the border from Lebanon. And as Lebanon has 900,000 uh, foreign employers, f- foreign workers. 900,000, mostly from Africa. So when there's no job... Then where do they come? When do they come? Yeah. And not to mention Lebanese uh, who will come at our borders and what will we do yeah and right now two three each time they cross the border nothing happens right they they let them pass then maybe they catch them they take them back but if thousands and tens of thousands come will what will we do yeah that's wow that's like a a specific problem though right you're not worried about because of the of, of the situation in lebanon devolving and then maybe causing friction between lebanon and israel that too, but that you know that we know that we know That's how to deal with. I think though that the truth is that while there's internal friction, then maybe there's less likelihood that right they will maybe they will unite against us or there'll be a unified force enough to be meaning. Anytime your enemy is falling apart mm-hmm. from within, it's it's probably a good thing for you, right? Yeah. The stronger they are in the unite, the more united they are, the more of a threat they are to you. Yeah. Um, I'm yeah. more worried about uh, the immigration thing because we can't, we don't know how to deal with that. We don't know how to protect our borders. You really think that's one of the biggest problems? Yeah. yeah. And you think we don't know how to protect our borders? Nope. Along the north? I mean, there's nope. a fence pretty much along the whole northern border. Mm, it's not that... Not used, that uh, used to patrol that friend, fence, it, exactly. <laughs> that's my <laughs> point. I take personal Didn't offense. You tell to me that. what did, you had the story Let's about. Let's not <laughs> talk about <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> the army is. Uh, you know what? It's probably it's 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 a matter of national security that I don't share this story with our wider <laughs> listenership. Let's just say that my worries are. Yeah, legitimate. No, but it's all a matter of uh, alertness, right? No, what the level of alertness is. So basically, we're talking about the fact that in the army, guys, your ninety percent of your army service, your military service here in Israel, is guard duty. And what do you do in guard duty when there's no real threat ever watch present? Watch movies. You watch movies. You play games. You're not actually like on guard, alert. Yeah. But that's exactly the difference. This is not like a, Cartago in the exactly. five thousand BC. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you're a little off there, but <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Date-wise, oh. but but I'm saying that like 
the point is if there's if there's alert if there's really a threat and and you're alert then then I'm not so sure that we need to be worried about our northern border. No, but the the problem is when they see 100 immigrants, I'm not talking about soldiers, they don't know what to do about that. They won't shoot them. Yeah. The truth is we had a similar problem along the southern border exactly. with Sinai. And now we're stuck and, with uh, yeah. 50,000 Because Africans. unlike the Egyptians, we were unwilling to uh, use, let's say, deterrent force, right? Uh, and, and, and shoot people that were coming in, which you might say is a good thing. Um, But right? now we're stuck. We're stuck with a huge population of immigrants and they can't send them back. The problem also along the southern border is that we couldn't even turn them away because if you turn them away, the Egyptians would have shot them. A lot of the times yeah, you, they turn them away from the Israeli border. Really our problem. Yeah, but it's hard to say that when a woman and, and her children are trying to cross the border. It's really hard to say that. But uh, we can't uh, be the home of the entire Africa's women and children. I it's, get that, but it's, it's, I don't think that that's... I don't agree with that. I think that people seeking asylum um, from a life and death situation should be taken in maybe then there should be fi- they, they should they shouldn't necessarily be giving a, given a long-term solution here in Israel first of all 80% of the they're running are men, away from a, yeah, yeah men yeah. not women and children which Most is by the, the way you know one of the uh, testament to the fact that they're not really running away originally from a life and death situation they're running away from an economic situation mm-hmm And then they get to Egypt, and then they're in a life-and-death situation because the Egyptians are not afraid to shoot. Yeah. By the way, according to international law, you're um, a refugee in the first state that you enter, which yeah. is Egypt. So in Egypt, they're refugees, not here. Yeah. Um, we have more comments. Guys, keep them coming. Uh, keep Adam. them coming. Let's see what Adam says. Perhaps it's more comparable to you not taking your car to the annual checkups and not installing safety technologies. Mm, yeah maybe 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 that's comparable um but still I'm not sure right because there there's severe negligence right yeah um and the truth is you know what I, I I'm 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 kind of against the whole government regulation of like uh of annual checkups and stuff like that I'm not sure that it's even so so yeah I don't think that we should be mandating it needs to be your responsibility to, and yeah. if you f, uh, f up then you need to pay the price I don't think there's any like real data to back up the fact that you know because we have annual checkups for cars there's less deaths on the road or anything like that I don't think that I think that and generally a lot of the times these annual checkups they don't actually like You know, I take my car to an annual checkup. It's mm. not like they're going to find the problem and say, oh, this car is going to kill someone in seven months. Right. Right. Like in the, the end, something's going to break on the road and it's going to cause unless an accident. Unless it's a Tesla. Yeah, unless it's a Tesla. So I, I'm not sure that, that I, I would even, you know, I'm not sure that that's, maybe it's analogous, but yeah, I, I also don't think that the government should put their hands there as well. Okay, let's wrap things up. Anything else? We need to discuss before uh, we so much more go. guys but we we'll did two to reaction videos to yeah. the Ben and Jerry story guys on, on our YouTube channel check them out and one to the recent episode of Joe Rogan and Abby Martin right? yes yes Abby Martin went on the Joe Rogan show and spewed some awful three awful hours lies. of just three hours of lies yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> and really, and Joe Rogan going, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> and Abby Martin just being like, Israel's committing genocide. Genocide. Yeah. Genocide against the people who were 800,000 uh, 70 years ago and are now four and a half million. So, yeah, we're doing a really good job of genociding them. <laughs> Yep. Um, anyway, so Abby Martin spewing lies on the Joe Rogan podcast. Uh, check out our reaction. What else? We did a Ben and Jerry's ben reaction. Ben and Jerry's reaction. Yes. Yeah. And of course, if you haven't seen the John Oliver reaction yeah, video. Yes, classic. Our cl- <laughs> classic. Check it out. Uh, um, that's it, guys. Um, yes. We have some new episodes coming out soon. Okay, check we? out. We, we do. Every week. Yeah. Two Nice Jewish Boys podcast, and we have great content from the past. Check it out. We've had amazing guests. So if you're a new listener, check out our podcast, Two Nice Jewish Boys, 2NJB.com. You can find them anywhere you find your podcast. Yes. Also, thanks to Arutsheva, IsraelNationalNews.com, and of course, the Australian Jewish News, AJN.TimesOfIsrael.com. And I feel like we should thank, we should thank uh, Ron Compton, Adam, Albilia, David, Ellie Cohen, of course, Ellie, you're a gem. Mark Fletcher, Shaul, all you guys. Shout Kuzma, out. Thank you so much for participating yeah. and for asking questions. You guys are the best. Tune in. We'll be back next month with a monthly recap and every week with yes. a new episode. Bye, guys. Bye.